This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. delighted to welcome onto the podcast Alex Chandy who has voluntarily been doing the media side of things over this season. It's fair to say you seem to be enjoying your work but first and foremost could you let us for those who somehow don't know much about you perhaps a bit more about yourself and following on from that how much you've enjoyed doing the work this season? So, I mean starting off with the second question I suppose it, it's a little bit of a dream come true um, I'm a journalism student, uh, undergraduate student from Northumbria, graduated last year, and then I decided to go straight on and do my master's. Uh, I decided to do my master's before uh, I spoke to Mark Maguire at the club um, and started getting involved with a few things, and, you know, things fast forward, and here we are now. Um, it's, it's People have put it on Twitter before, but um, I don't mind saying I am a Newcastle fan. Um, I'm not from Hartlepool, I'm from Peterlee, which is just 20 minutes down the road. So when you're from Peterlee... You either support Newcastle, Sunderland, or Berra. So, uh, and, and my dad was always a Newcastle fan. But probably about probably about the age age of nine, uh, my granddad uh, was like, my granddad has always been a Hartlepool fan. He's like, right, I'm going to take you to the Vic. It's a lot better than watching that Newcastle garbage. Um, and the atmosphere is a lot better. And ever ever since then, just completely fell in love with the club. Um, all of my friends uh, are Hartlepool fans. I've done I've done a lot of away days with them. Um, so my background um, is obviously as not from the town, but um, uh, but uh, very much a Hartlepool fan since since probably about nine. Um, doing journalism at university and now just finishing my masters in journalism as well. Um, but yeah, as you said about this season, this season a complete um, dream come true for me. Um, I know every season's not like this. Um, and I know that as a fan, um, but it, it, it's been surreal. I've had to pinch myself sometimes, especially with everything going on the last week or so. Um, 
and I can't be probably more grateful for the support of the club for, and, and, you know, getting me in and everything that's been involved with it. There's obviously been challenges to it, stuff like that, but it's been a remarkable season. Yeah, well, before we get on, you know, to your actual role and the content you've produced, you touched on being a Pools fan there. If you had to pick three of your favourite moments from this season, what would they be and why? That's a tough question. Uh, that's a really tough question because there's certainly been lots of memorable moments. I suppose one that comes to mind straight away is not to count your way. Um, only, only because uh, I remember not to count your way. And they, we obviously went 1-0 up. Um, and this, this scored... Um, it might have been 85, 87 minutes and got disallowed. Mm. Uh, and their whole press box erupted. I've never seen anything like it in my life. The whole press box erupted around us. It might have been just because we were screaming before. And I mean, it was me and Mark Shelton on commentary. And they all erupted and they were like, and it was like, it was like being in a way day. And I was thinking, bloody hell, this is the press box. And then it obviously got disallowed. Uh, and I remember them tweeting um, someone, someone from a, uh, when the full time whistle went, someone from, uh, someone in Nottingham, a journalist, someone tweeted saying, you know, Hartlepool celebrate like they've just won the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, that moment, that moment, it's, it's a bit, um, I won't swear, but, you know, housery, a bit of a housery moment. Um, that's one that, that'll definitely stick uh, in the memory. In terms of the other two, I mean, because of the funny season, it's been talking away was an unbelievable moment, mm-hmm. but because of the... COVID requirements. I did commentate that one from my bedroom. Um, so there's me screaming Luke Molyneux from the top of my lungs uh, in my bedroom. I'm thinking I'm some sort of heart attack or something, um, and, ru- and running up, asking, wondering if everything's all right. And I've, I've uh, you know, I've, I've just got me me big headset on, um, with the match on. Um, and finally, it probably has to. Finally, it probably has to be the return of fans for the first time. Um, obviously, I've experienced the Vic before, but. It, being sat in the press box, it was all. I just I wanted to put my headset down and my conscious down and just go join all the fans. It, it was you get goosebumps, hair stand up the back of your neck. It felt it felt like it was sold out. You didn't think there was seventeen hundred inside. Um, it was the noise they made um, that that game at Weymouth, I believe uh, that was the first one they returned. Um, was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and it, it made you, you never thought you could be more in love with the club and, and seeing the fans back in just more made you fall back in love with the club again after such a odd and, you know, such a weird season. Yeah, well, let's let's go right back to the start then. When you came into the club and took on the role, how did you see it playing out? And did you come in, you know, with any objectives or goals for the task that you faced ahead? I, I'll be honest, um, obviously everything that happened at the beginning of the season was staff leaving and stuff like that. And I, I know Mark Maguire was just running the Twitter for a little bit and he was putting out the match day lottery. And I think he'd happily admit himself that he might be a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to social media. So the, the match day lottery posts were horrific and he'll laugh if you'll hear this and he'll, and he'll say to himself, they were horrific. And I was, I was looking at them and obviously I'd met Mark the year before when I'd done a bit of work experience at the club. So I just messaged him. I just said, do you want me to come in once a week when you do the lottery and just, and just do the tweets for you? Um, I, I said no worries if not I said I said it'd be good for me I might get a bit of experience you know doing stuff from a social media from a big club account um, and that's all it was I just said do you want me to come and do match day lottery stuff for you or help out in any way he said yeah yeah great come in um, and then it was almost you know four or five weeks later and you know we're suddenly starting to sign players and someone needs to someone needs to do the announcements and someone needs to write the articles and I think I was just kind of at the right place at the right time for myself to have that lucky opportunity um, so it, it was never an intention or it, it, I, I never had any wildest expectations to 
work for or volunteer or represent however you want to say it for the club full time in terms of media things I always just want to kind of help out my local club I suppose um with with the little probably little knowledge I had in media and journalism um because I um, I always thought they would just have someone you know ready ready to come in to take the role full time and then obviously I said fast forward to now and it, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of doing everything um when when I, I suppose when I first started to realise that I'd be doing more and more in terms of objectives, um, I think the content at Hartlepool for years has been fantastic. Um, I, I wouldn't have a bad word to say uh, about Mark Simpson and any of the stuff that he did because um, just like myself, adored him and adored everything that, and that and I looked up to him because he, he was such a great figure in terms of the journalism and media world. But in terms of objectives, when you know when I realised there was an opportunity to put content out maybe maybe just maybe just modernize everything a little bit um that's no that probably, that's no criticism of mark whatsoever um but um maybe maybe just target more of a younger audience people people my age and and younger and that's and you say that with the development of social media with like the likes of tiktok obviously we just recently joined tiktok and you have a few comments saying oh don't do that it's cringy but you know we We've, we've just nearly hit 17,000 views on one video. You know, it, it, it kind of just shows that I kind of wanted to have content for, for everyone. And that's when, obviously, was my big first project was announcing five signings on August the 1st last year, which was uh, Mark Shelton, Timmy Odessena, Gary Liddell, Resort and Josh McDonald. And it was just, I mean, to me, it was just a, it was just a daft idea that it either pays off uh, and people think, oh, it's quite good. Or people turn around and say, like, what on earth is this? Mm-hmm. Like, how? Uh, like, what? 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 What are the club putting out here? But you know, luckily it appeared off, and people enjoyed it. So it was just kind of just going from there, and, and just having a consistency of uh, almost almost refreshing everything, and just consistency all all the way through the content, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, the website, YouTube, um, and just making sure everyone enjoys the content, whether we're winning or losing on the pitch. Building on from that, have you personally tried to implement any new fresh ideas or concepts into the media output of polls? And if so, how have you gone about Um, You could talk about little things that I've tried to, you know, I've tried to implement. I mean, as, you said, as I mentioned, you know, the, the TikTok account, you know, that's, that's something new. Obviously, a lot of clubs are jumping on that. I've tried to update, you know, the the match day content uh, in terms of um, goal videos. Obviously, the graphics were always great, but you know, having goal videos that might make people engage a little bit more. Um, I've tried to, and I don't mind saying, I've tried to avoid um, making everything a website link. So I've tried to avoid making a post and say, "Oh, you can read about it here," and for you to go to the website. Uh, for me. As a fan, I'd much rather just see it on Twitter how it is rather than having to go through the website link because you know we've, we've probably got another generation of people who struggle to click a website link. Um, and obviously, it's always important to drive traffic to, to your club website, but I, I'm more than happy for people to see it on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. Um, in, in, ter- in, terms of, in terms of new things, um, it, a lot of it, as I, as I said from, from previously, was always brilliant, so it was always just trying to keep it as good as what, what Mark did and, and carry and carry that on. Um, but obviously there's lots of, you know, fresh ideas for next season and you see uh, 
and I do look at other clubs for inspiration, inspiration the likes of Harrogate Town. I don't know if you've seen their goal vid, goal gift videos, which we are going to introduce next season, um, when you know, players will have their own celebration on a green screen, and we'll edit that. And you know, they'll, they'll be able, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of lots of good ideas. And Gab Hollahan's already said his celebration is going to be shown as his wolf pack tattoo. Um, just and it helps when you've got players like that who are more than happy to jump on board with stuff like that. Um, I, I suppose for myself, probably at the beginning, the, the player transfer announcement videos um, was was always something that fresh and that I wanted to do consistently. And I, I think probably every player that did sign last season, I think there was a good twelve or thirteen probably all got their own announcement video of, of some of some sort, big big or little. So that that was something I tried to implement quite a bit because. I just want everyone to interact with us, enjoy enjoy the content. Some people are not going to like it, that you know that's football culture. I understand that. Um, and I suppose the biggest challenge is this season with no fans in the stadium is trying to connect with the fans um, and connect with the fans. The only way you can do that is, is on social media because you're not having the interaction with people in the stadium. You're not having you know four and a half thousand, five thousand poolies in the vic every Saturday. Um, so it's been a struggle. It's, it's been different. It's been tough, but. You know, I, I love every minute of it, so I, I can't complain. You know, as you mentioned, you have done, you know, a lot of different things, you know, such as the player announcements, the match day programmes, commentary, etc. I mean, looking back at all the work you've done, I mean, is there, without being too arrogant or biased, but is there any work that you've done that's maybe stood out? Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the commentaries are... The, the commentary is something else. I mean, I, it, it, I'm more than happy to just say it's an enthusiastic fan screaming down a microphone. Um, but in, ter- in terms of th- something I've enjoyed, um, it, it probably is the Pools preview show um, before streams. I mean, we always want... We always wanted to, once we got the stream at a consistent level, we always wanted to up it as best we could with the resources we had. Um, not everyone tuned the Pills preview show, but I was but I, I was over the moon with how it turned out. You know, a good 30 minutes preview show of, of in, film interviews, goals, highlights, uh, you know, videos from throughout the week. Um, so that was probably, for me, one of the better things of this year. Um just be, just because I want, I didn't just want to create a show that was just a basic level. Um, I wanted to create something that um, matched. Because uh, you look at Barnett, Barnett do it really well. Adam and Barnett, their media guys, fantastic at what he does. Uh, they create a really good show, and I took a lot of, a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, I was stream. I was always happy to admit was never going to be at the levels of some of the national league teams. You know, Notts County had a whole external TV camera crew uh, throughout the ground, uh, and you know, paid thousands of pounds. Uh, and I'm more than happy to say we paid nothing for hours, um, which probably doesn't surprise a lot of people. But I always, but um, but in terms of you know putting on the same level in terms of preview show, that's probably probably the biggest thing I'm proud of this year. Now onto the big one. Perhaps you could tell us more about what you got up to during the playoff campaign, covering things such as you know the fans queuing. You're obviously able to get behind the scenes content. How did things change up a gear or different things you found yourself doing? Perhaps you could give some more insight into that. The behind-the-scenes content becomes easier because fans are suddenly back involved. Um, the content, the content delivers itself when fans are there. I mean, a picture of two guys sat in a deck, sat in a deck chair at six o'clock the evening before waiting for tickets. All all you need is one picture, and it, it you know, it blows up itself. Mm-hmm. Or them holding, you know, a pizza with the Hartley Police sign. And uh, when fans are involved and people see the community coming together and fans come together, I mean, them, them two lads who were sat outside, the first two lads didn't even know each other. 
Uh, it was just coincidence they both showed up at the same time. But when you say people like that come together and stuff like that behind the scenes, it's uh, it makes it makes content so much more easier. And that's why you know, and seeing everyone still there at eleven o'clock and you know speaking to people was fantastic. And in the queue, obviously, apologies, obviously to those who queued overnight. Obviously, I know you, I know you did yourself, Jack. Uh, I know it was a long, long night. I can imagine. Um, but obviously that just shows the commitments of our, of our fans and how fantastic they are. Uh, in terms of the build-up to the promotion final, uh, having you know having fans back for the playoff game at Bromley, uh, Alex and Craig do an excellent job with the Park Live videos, um, which obviously haven't really been possible this season with no fans. But as I said, that just comes hand in hand with the fans' return and they're able to get as much content as possible. Um, and I, we've tried. Up, I've tried up the content in the last few weeks on our on our social channels, and it obviously is a lot easier when we have so much success on the pitch. So we now have a. Uh, all the fans might not have a clue what I'm talking about, but we now obviously have a Giphy page where fans can have their very own Hartlepool United gifts whenever they want, and we'll update that whenever. Obviously, we join TikTok now, and that makes it easier when, you know, you've got Lucas Coverland dancing, um, and uh, you can post you can post stuff around that. Um, but it, up to up to the promotion final, a lot of it really actually was uh, uh was trying to help out the national league with their match day program. Uh, you speak and, and probably it's not a chance to really think. I didn't really have a chance to actually think about the game or the final probably just until the day before when you're traveling down. Um, but you know, it, it, as I said, content becomes a lot easier when the lads are winning on the pitch and and fans are starting to getting involved. Uh, because as much as my thoughts are if you involve the fans as much as possible with content that's probably the content that uh gets the most likes probably that's the easiest way of saying it yeah i think you've you know you've hit the nail on the head there just following up from that i'm sure fans are eager to know how it was not just a couple of days in the build-up to the final but the final itself in terms of the footage the preparation commentating on such a huge moment for the club and being able to be there with all those pools fans that traveled to bristol well, it was funny actually because uh, the press box was in the Torquay fans, um, so we were surrounded by Torquay fans, and me and Adam Boyd are suit and booted, and I've got my Hartlepool court on, and we're we're on the back row of the press box, so we're literally in the in with the Torquay fans. The Torquay fans sat a row behind me, and he he can obviously hear me shouting all game, and he's he, he was giving me abuse all game, uh, and then when obviously we scored, and I I'm screaming my lungs off. Um, they're obviously not very happy and they're completely silent. So obviously all you can hear is me and Adam, Adam Boyd. Uh, and then when uh, when when they scored, uh, they actually threw a programme at us. Uh, they actually threw a programme at us, which, uh, which in a way, fair enough, because, you know, I, they probably didn't want to hear me screaming all game. They're just being unlucky to sit there. Um, and then after the game, uh, obviously when we've won, uh, me and Rob Law were trying to get trying to get down, trying to get to the to the side of the pitch, um, and the security guards had to come over because this one of the Torquay fans had tried to come for me and Rob Law, and he's screaming Hartlepool scum at us. Uh, and Rob Law, Rob Law, I put this on Twitter. Rob Law back us up, and Rob's trying to calm them down, and I'm probably taking more of the unpro- unprofessional view and cuffing my ear at him uh, as I walk down the stairs. Um, that was just that was that was just the fan of me a little bit, but it, yeah, it was it was interesting. Commentate with Adam Boyd, a Pills legend, was surreal. It, it's a moment that will no one will ever ever forget. It, for me, that game was was a now or never type of game, uh, a do or die type of game. And I think every fan felt it. And obviously, when Coverland scores in the ninety you know ninety fifth minute and saves two penalties as well, you I think everyone inside the ground that's rooting for Hartlepool is always thinking this is this is not our day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but what the team did to come back from that mentally really is is honestly unbelievable. And uh, as I said, a week on now and the content's been coming out of our ears and there's plenty plenty more to come. Um, and, you know, we, we can post anything. The easiest thing is I can post anything I want. You know, I can post resource, making a challenge from that final and probably get a load of likes because everyone's still buzzing from us. Um, but yeah, no, it, 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 it's an exciting time. Uh, there'll be lots, uh, there'll be still, uh, I don't care if people are sick of it yet, there'll be still loads of promotion final content to come. Uh, there's a load of con- content to come from the bus parade the other day. Um, so there's lots to look forward to, I suppose. You know, obviously we've spoke a lot about the positives over the last 10 minutes, but obviously with the good comes the bad. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about, you know, the challenges that you faced throughout the season. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, this whole this whole year has been a, a learning experience. I've learned everything. Obviously, a lot of the journalism stuff comes into it, but that kind of only comes into it when you're writing articles for the website. Um, it's been probably the toughest year of my life try to deal with doing a full-time masters as well um and and the biggest the biggest challenge has obviously been the streaming um i'm happy to say it was the biggest bane of my life um it obviously it got better towards the end of the season probably had a consistent good 10 to 12 games where we didn't really have any problems um but it, it was really tough um you know at the very beginning of the season when i was the only person at the club who was taught how to um run the stream um so when when things are going wrong um when things are going wrong and obviously or, or people can't access the link and like i'm trying to commentate and then i'm getting a lot of messages saying like what's going on we can't see we can't hear we can't access the link uh, you, honestly your heart sinks your heart absolutely sinks and like i, th- I think it's pr- i think it's pretty out there and people realize i did get a bit of sticker for at the beginning of the season um but i it, I, I get it. I do get it. Um, it. It's almost just football culture in a way. Um, Hartlepool fans are just desperate to see the game. They can't be in the stadium and that's frustrating. And the one person that falls on is me. Um, and I would get frustrated because I just want to deliver a product and I want to deliver it um, for, you know, the Pools fans. Um, but so that, that was probably the biggest challenge. And, you, you know, everyone's only human and when I've got people, when I've got fans uh, personally messaging me on, on my own personal account, giving me, you know, stick and calling me names, and giving me abuse, and I, I remember one game. It might have been Ultraman home when we hadn't played very well either. Because obviously that affects things when the team hasn't played very well. I think we drew nil nil or one one maybe, uh, and the stream was crap. It was just crap. Um, and I'm, I'm obviously frustrated myself. And I've got home and I've got twenty plus messages. I've got a load on the supporter pages that are being sent of everyone giving me abuse, saying he's not up for the task, and people personally messaging me, calling me names and. I remember just coming in, and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really scared to say. It. Just having a cry at me, done, and, and I'm thinking, like, is this worth it? Like, I know it was. I know I'm very lucky being the position I was in, and I accepted, you know, the was I was putting in, and I was thinking, wow, is this really worth it? But it was almost a case I was always just going to stick it out and you know take responsibility because. Um, yeah, so as, 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 as I was saying, it was just almost a case of um, thinking, well, it was just worth it. It, it, it. You know, we're only so many games in and the amount of responsibility. But do you know what? Like, as, when I look back on it, I think, do you know what? Like, fair enough. 
I, I don't agree with abuse. I don't agree with people personally messaging me, but if it's going to fall on anyone's shoulders, it, it has to be mine. I, it, ha, it has to be better. Um, so I'm more than happy to say I absolutely work my socks off. To, um, I've never done streaming in my life. I've never done anything like that. To, and I, I work my socks off to try and get a better product for fans, obviously with not just having a stable connection for the streaming. We had to replace the whole camera. We had, we had, to, rep- uh, we had to start off the whole internet connection. Obviously, we introduced the Pills Preview Show. So... That was probably the biggest challenge of the season. I'm glad. I'm glad I've kind of been able to change people's opinions of myself um, as, as the season's gone on, and people have almost recognised the hard work that has gone in. Um, and, I, and as I said, the, the club's been fantastic in terms of support they've offered, and the players have, have been class. And you know, I, I class a lot of them as my really good mates now, and uh, it's made it's made everything you know just ten times better. Um, but yeah, as I said, streaming probably is. Uh, and and everything that comes with the social media, um, I suppose, small, very small presence. You know, that was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, I mean, thanks for your honesty there, Alex. You know, I know you've had your critics, and and I don't mind admitting I gave you some honest feedback. You know, at a couple of stages, but honestly, credit where it's due, mate. You've gone, you've brought in some really fresh concepts and ideas, which have been class, and you've really gone from strength to strength. And we, you know, all us pools fans are looking forward to seeing what content you're going to be bringing out in the summer and beyond. But to finish up, are you able, you know, to tell us anything about future plans for yourself at the club? I know Raj has hinted at this becoming full time in an interview on pools, on, on tees, and is is that coming to fruition? And also, is there anything you can let us know about kits and maybe any near future announcements? Yeah, I was I was a bit shocked when Raj mentioned it on the radio actually because we had actually had a proper conversation. Um, so I was like, oh, I mean, bloody hell, like. Um, but no, since then the club have spoke to me. The, nothing's finalised. Yes, um, uh, the the situation isn't isn't completely finalised. Um, but you know the club have spoke to me uh, about you know taking on the full time role and 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 you know developing that role not just on match day media and whether that I can I can help out in other departments maybe like communications and marketing. Um, so we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Uh, take time about a player contract. Um, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks, and hopefully I can get something sorted. Because it, as I said, it's been an absolute, it's an absolute honour, like to represent, you know, this club, this fantastic club, and all and all these fans. And um, I'm absolutely loving every moment. In terms of announcement over the next few weeks, yes, new kits will be. Become- no, lots of Pills fans are excited about that. I can't say too much about it, but we have listened to the fans. I just want people to know that we have listened. Um, as I said, social media has been such a huge thing this season. So I don't know if anyone maybe noticed we did put a post out a few months ago asking what's been people's favourite away kit, people's home kit. Uh, you know, we didn't just do that for for crack. You know, we that that was us listening. Um, so people will get what people want, and everyone's not going to be happy. That's never the case, that, and we we appreciate that. But we we've gone with what the majority want in terms of the home kit. We've listened to what people enjoyed, have liked over the last few years, over the previous years of the wear kit. So hopefully people like that when it comes out. Other announcements, obviously there's going to be player signing announcements over the next few weeks. That's just the case. I know it's, every time I post something on Twitter, it doesn't matter what I post, people just comment on it saying you know announce a player or something. Um, and that's fine, you know. People, people excited. People just people get worried about us. But you know, all I, all I'd say is like, don't worry, don't stress. You know, just trust in Dave Challoner. He's always whether we got promoted or whether we didn't. Him and Sweeney and Joe and Jake and all of them, they've always had a plan of who they'd like to sign and what the squad would look like. They've always planned for this. So as I said, don't worry, it'll come, it'll happen, and we'll make a big deal out of all the announcements when they do. 
Well, Alex, we both greatly appreciate you coming on to the podcast to give the fans and ourselves a greater insight into what you do and, you know, the honesty that you've spoken with there. I think along with the fellow Pools fans, thanks for all your work this season. We look forward to seeing more of you moving forward. Brilliant, gents. Thank you very much for having me. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.